man, it's going to be a long-ass drive. Go ahead and find us something on the radio, Brady. Man, honey, you know we're going to be flipping through static the whole time, man. Well, damn, man, just go ahead and play us something. Come on. All right, all right, let's check it out, dude. Welcome back, everybody, to Stuck in Static. I am Hunter McMurtry, joined by my co-host, the amazing, the tantalizing, the ever so complex and sexy, Brady Wilson, everybody. Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, a lot of um, a lot of stuff has happened recently. A lot. I, I'm talking this week itself has been crazy with the, the AFC Championship. The greatest game of all football history. <laughs> uh, as you guys can tell, Brady is a massive <sighs> Fan. Who day, baby? It's our who, time. This is our who time. Day? Who day? No, crazy game. Phenomenal. The greatest it game. Was nuts. It, it was, might be all sports history. Greatest game ever. It was. It was nuts. I, I was blown away by it. Oh but, my gosh, dude! But so we have that going on, and then there's just other news stuff that's just popping up left and right. There's so many things going on in Kentucky. Apparently, we are the saddest state uh, in America. Is that We're what I got? The saddest state in America. If you guys want to tune into that, please do it. We will have our Keeping It Rady with Brady after we post this episode. That'll be coming up um, either uh, today or a couple days from now, but we'll have that on there for you guys to listen to. So checking out all these news stories, man. Getting It Rady with Brady, baby. There's some interesting stuff out there, and I'd like to share it. Oh, my God. And from an interesting man, constantly mesmerized by you just I wake up, and I, I just see you just looking out your window with your arms crossed behind your back. <laughs> I did that. And, and, and I like creepy. Like I'll buy the toilet paper tomorrow. <laughs> but I like it look like an evil villain plan. It's weird. That and then like I just I love how you're like oh man the neighbors look like they'd be a good lamp. Like you just have great. <laughs> <laughs> My banter is otherworldly. <laughs> so we have our interview on here with one of our guests, Timothy Spath, a longtime friend of mine, completely amazing guy. Uh, we had him on here last Monday, I believe. Took some time with the editing because it was it was kind of a. Tim did not have the mic near his face. What? Bless his heart. Lord have mercy. <laughs> he, he he may have had a little bit of devil juice, but, um, you know, we were all relaxed. And, hell, that was a rough week for everybody. He had just worked a double, and then Brady had just had oral uh, surgery. Oral mouth. Yeah, yeah, you got your wisdom teeth removed. I did. Anything um, for the podcast, baby. Dude. And then, of course, I just came over here. I, I was, you know, doing school all day, and it's Mondays, and Mondays suck. Yeah. We wanted to get this podcast out for you guys, this episode. Tim has been in the restaurant industry for a very long time. He's seen every sides of it. My man is from Dalton, Georgia, and uh, the story kind of picks up where he, within the show, it picks up of him talking about him bouncing and working at Applebee's, which would we call the Applebee's down there? What do we uh, call? Applebee's is the Nickelback of restaurants. That is so funny. And it's yeah. because everyone likes it, but no one likes to admit it. Oh, no. And back in the day, they did. Like, he worked prime time at Applebee's. Oh, prime time. Prime time. That was during the massive giants, like TGI Fridays oh, and exactly. stuff. Oh, exactly. You know? But um, the reason why I'm kind of recapping some of this with you guys is that during the recording process, something had happened where some of the episode had gotten deleted. So I just wanted to come on here and let you guys know that it's our buddy Timothy. He works down at Giuseppe's here in Lexington. Lexington's fine Italian dining with live jazz. Should it be? That's my jazz noise. <laughs> <laughs> Close but, enough. 
Hope you guys do enjoy it. Um, it picks up kind of him recapping him being in Georgia. Uh, I know the man for a long time. He's a great guy. If you ever get some time, go see him down there at Giuseppe's. He looks like if Peter Griffin um, grew a beard. <laughs> You know what I mean? But but a jacked Peter Griffin. Yeah, with better legs. Yeah, absolutely. Great legs. Great legs. And kind of through the story, so Tim always arrives when we're hanging out in some type of shorts and flip-flops. So I just wanted to give you guys that heads 100% up. 100% of the time. 100% of the time, all, of the time. all the time, you know? Another part of the story I wanted to say, there's somewhere in there where I start talking about old bars that are old dance clubs that we have here. I mentioned one saying that one of the old ones that was called Roxy. That is not correct. The bar I was thinking about was Hugo's. Called Hugo's. It was connected to Harvey's or something like that. But yeah, Roxy is still very much here. It's still, it, it hasn't been here that long, but it's been here for a while now. But just so you guys know, I say Roxy in there when I'm talking about the old clubs and I meant to say Hugo's. You're a few letters off. Yeah, just just, just a, a few, like yeah, two yeah. maybe. Yeah, this I, I kept thinking. I kept thinking of Roxbury. I wish I could see his head bopping right now. <laughs> Not at the Roxbury. But hope you guys enjoy the show. Stick around. You know, throughout the week, get your lo- your news stories with Brady with Brady over there. But I'm excited. Enjoy the episode. We'll let you guys get started, and we will see you on the other side of the static. Rock and roll. So. You're from Atlanta. You know, you started Applebee's. You were kind of telling us about all that stuff that was going on down there. You're in school. You're at Applebee's. You know, the love for the Apple came out to Lexington, but there had to have been some crazy side jobs on the side. Were you doing some stuff, more stuff while you're in Georgia or Atlanta? 100%. So I honestly took on a bouncer job. Oh, I love this so much. So. <laughs> were you pretty. Were you, Pretty, you know, I'm pretty bold. So at the end, uh, when I was in Atlanta, I was pretty, I was pretty muscular because I, I was like, I was actually the smallest dude that entered into this whole bouncer life in Atlanta. They used to call me Tiny Tim, of all Tiny things. Dancer, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was Tiny Tim. That's what they used to call me, and I was blown away. I was just like. God, I wish I could have seen this. I was just like, really? You're going to call me Tiny Tim, but I'm bigger than Were you, were you, you be honest with me, did you, were you still rocking a lot of cargo shorts and flip-flops when you applied to places? Because I wouldn't fuck with that bouncer. I would. No. I want You were definitely, don't bullshit. I, I, I know you had cargo shorts. How many pockets did you have on occasion? <laughs> I had cargo shorts. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> yeah. I know there were a lot of pockets. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of pockets. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like, I was the... Probably the smallest bouncer because the head bouncer was a uh, Navy boxer. Like, he boxed in the Oh, Navy. shit. Yeah, like, he was a big fucking dude. Wow. So, he's, I guess, you know, kind of And they used talented. to call me Tiny Tim because I was this, probably the smallest dude out of all of these motherfuckers. And I was like, holy shit. I'm coming in this life of bouncer. Was this your first ever, like, what made you want to get the bouncing job? Did you wear a lot of black shirts with your cargo shorts? And you're like, let's try it out. (laughs) (laughs) Deep V? I already looked the part. (laughs) (laughs) They already wear their hats backwards anyway. Oh, 100%. But, like, the thing is, I went in this life and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it my all. (laughs) I love your energy. (laughs) I was going to give it my all. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Let's do this. So since you're saying you dove into the life, how many bars did you bounce at? I just bounced at one. Okay, well, explain the club. It was, okay, so 
Holy shit. I can't, I, can't, I can't remember. You're going to be okay. Do you know where you're at right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just kind of describe the club. So in the middle of the week from Monday to Thursday, it was a like a Cajun restaurant. And oh, I can already tell this is going well. This, this yeah, sounds yeah. awful. Uh, it's actually very good gumbo, mm-hmm. if you didn't know. Um, from Monday to Thursday, it was really good gumbo, but like on Thursday to Saturday nights, it would turn into like the biggest club scene. Really? So yeah. was there still like a dining area then? Oh yeah, there was a dining area. And so what we do is we would remove the tables and everything and it'd be a dance scene. It was uh, interesting because like, they would definitely let the bouncers drink. That's always a good concoction for uh, <laughs> yeah. alcohol and anger. Yeah. yeah. It means how to tell someone to leave. So this club was a Cajun gumbo restaurant hybrid <laughs> dance floor <laughs> with yes. drunk, angry bouncers. Yes. So like, so this by- sounds like the Southern Austin city saloon. Anyway, because during the whole entire That's sh- wild. Drunk, yeah. angry bouncers enforcing the laws occasionally. At a, at a, at a like gumbo it. dance club. A gumbo dance club. Oh, dude. And, like, the thing is, is that they were like, oh, what you want tonight? And I was like, we always say a uh, uh, peach tea. And the peach tea was... Uh, Only in Georgia, baby. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Come on now. It was... Uh, Steve Harvey ever make an appearance? Did you say Steve Harvey? Yeah, he's got the... Um, uh, Family feud out there in Georgia. Really? Yeah. Sorry, just a little segue. Yep, out there in Georgia. Interesting. Interesting. We'll go right ahead. It's called Barnacles. 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 That does not (laughs) sound like what I thought it would be named. Yeah, yeah. Actually, John Smoltz owned it. John Smoltz? Smoltz? The Smoltz? No way. Yeah, yeah. John Smoltz owned the place. He owned like, like six in Atlanta. Who's John Smoltz? Yeah, for some of our... Uh, oh, oh, sorry. John Smoltz is a uh, Braves pitcher that was back in the 90s. But he okay. ended up owning okay. Barnacles. All right, so you used to be a bouncer at this bar. You're in your early 20s, and it was named Barnacles. It was a Cajun cuisine slash nightclub that got crazy, you know. Okay, all right, yes. so go ahead, so... No, so <laughs> so the story goes is like there was a lot of shit that happened at fucking Barnacles. I mean, you know, I had to clean up a lot of shit that I should have cleaned up because I was Tiny Tim at the time. Could you imagine how it smelled out there with sweat and gumbo? Oh, mm, dude. I bet it smells delicious. I bet it literally smelled. I bet it literally smelled. It smelled like New Orleans. That's what it is. But. The story, what I really want to talk about is the night that everything changed. Okay. I was working outside. I was outside and outside the bar. Like, so they had three bouncers inside and they had three bouncers outside watching the patio and watching the entire area. This is a pretty big area. So we're watching or whatever, and I remember the fucking Atlanta detectives, I think it was almost the GBI came in, which is a Georgia Bureau investigation, uh, came in and was like, hey, listen, I need to talk to Todd. 
So radio, and I was like, hey, Todd, uh, listen, somebody wants to talk to you. I think it's the GBI. And they came in, and they were like, yeah, they came in, and they were in the office for hours. So this other guy, this other manager, I can't remember his fucking name for the life of me, but he came out there, and he was just like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know, the GBI is here to do some crazy shit. GBI went in there and actually brought in their fucking cameras and their lights and shit. Went into a different room. It was like this fucking storage room where we kept all the other stupid shit that we needed for the fucking night. But they came in there with their fucking lights and shit and their black lights and saw fucking semen. Fucking all over the walls. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Oh so semen all over the fucking walls. Like it's a fucking CSI. It was everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Were you there for that? You saw them with I the... I saw all the shit. God, a poor 22-year-old Tim just gets <laughs> scarred right now. <laughs> I didn't think that much was possible. So, so we scarred. all wear black shirts here. <laughs> so scarred. Yeah, I was like, dude, I hope there's no semen in my <laughs> You're standing a little far away from that blue light. <laughs> they go to Tim. He just covered in it. <laughs> Can I take my shirt off real quick, guys? Wait, wait, wait. Is that a blue light? Yeah, y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. No, so so the story goes. I'm sitting out there just fucking just watching this whole shit go down. And the other manager comes out and he's talking to this other dude on the cell phone. And the guy on the cell phone's just like, hey, man. He's like, what's wrong? He's like, why are you crying? He doesn't want speakerphone. And all the entire bouncer staff is around him. Just like, listen to this conversation. The bartender is like, hey, he's really distraught. He's talking to him. And he's like, what's going on? And he's like, what's going on? And like, I sucked his dick. He's like, what? He's like, it's true. I sucked his dick. <laughs> so when the GBI is in the fucking room looking at all this shit, it's semen everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So it comes out. The fact is, is that that general manager had the other guy. It was his lover that was collecting the money at the front door. And it came out. And Barnacles was like, oh, yeah, we totally let that happen. So the general manager had the guy that was at the front door getting money, and he was, like, totally taking money. And the the general manager was paying that guy, like, $10 an hour. But the fact of the matter is, is that that guy at the front door – was taking all the money and collecting it. So this all got unraveled in one night. When the all GBI unraveled, yes. And all was and found on the walls, apparently. Was, Here's right. the thing, is the bartender was like, yeah, I sucked his dick, because he was like, Gary said, if I didn't, if I didn't you know, suck his dick, then I wouldn't get my job back. You had to be making some serious money as a bartender to be piping down someone to get that job back. Yeah. I guaranteed cuz we were like honestly, like there were posts back in Atlanta, there were posts like saying, "Oh, we were the number one." Bar. Oh, so you guys were that is the yeah. Asian 
nightclub. This was like the this is Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. This is the spot. Like this is the mo- number one spot. Like people came there. Dude, every- those shitters there had to be fucking terrible. Oh, yeah, dude. Come to Barnacles if you have yeah. the smell of gum bones. Probably look like a barnacle in those toilets, dude. Yes, yes. So like. The story goes, it was like, I, 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 gotta get my, I gotta get my job back. And I was like, the only way I could suck it, I gotta suck his dick. You know? And he was like, what are you talking about? He's like, thing is, this guy was clearly in a rough place at the time. Rough yeah. place. That's, that's, a, that's a rough, rough place to be place. in. Rough place. Yeah. Here's the thing is that he fucking sucked his dick. He sucked his dick. And it was all over the fucking room. GBI came oh in with the black with light. the fucking black light and showed that shit everywhere. <laughs> oh it was fucking all over the room. So the fucking that's what, when you, what we that's came, the guy who was sitting on the couch chilling was like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on the biggest white spot. <laughs> he just looks down. So here's yeah. the fucked up thing about it is is that they came in and looked at all the fucking room and it was like there's so much fucking cum everywhere. How does that even happen? So. Here's the thing is, is that you think about it and you're like, there's got to be more than one. Oh, that's a great point. There's got to be more than one dude. Got to be more than one girl. Whatever. Whatever it is. So the story goes. How many people's jobs are at risk there? (laughs) (laughs) Man, good Lord. Hey, that's, man, that's risk. Yeah, that's risk. That's totally risk. Gosh. You could have had your chance in the sun, Tiny Tim. Yeah. (laughs) You could have been Big Tim. Could have been. Yeah, I mean, Big Tim yeah, sounds pretty cool. So the story goes is that the, there was a dude working the front door collecting money the entire time. He was being paid like probably back in 2007. He was probably getting paid like ten dollars an hour, which oh, that's is good money. That's a good money. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, that's, it's like fifteen, twenty bucks now. Right. Oh, yeah. So in 2007, he getting paid ten dollars an hour, forty hours a week, but he was only working like maybe six, seven hours a week yeah. at most. So do you think he was doing all this stuff with like the other servers and bartenders there? No, that other dude was that the general manager's lover. That's wild. No, because it all unraveled after he found out that the guy was sucking the guy's Well, why were they were they investigating because of what just like money was missing or like what was it? No, because that guy went to the fucking GBI. Oh, and he was the like The bartender was like I suck extorting. Yeah. He has been extorted. Yes, and he was just like he came to him he was like, "Hey, dude, listen, I sucked that guy's dick. He needs to get in jail." Because it's it's for well, prostitution, exactly right? Yeah. And the fucked up thing about it was is like Fucking three years later, I'm in the Applebee's in my hometown. The guy that sucked the guy's dick, he was there. He was just working like, at the Applebee's. Yeah, no. What a transformation. Or was he a customer? He was working at the Applebee's. <laughs> yes, he was there. He was working at the Applebee's. What if he went back to that Applebee's and then like they return? It's like, dude, you gotta stop doing this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta know your worth, man. Yes, <laughs> like I was just like. I, I, at the first when I saw him, I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? You know when you meet somebody you haven't met in like fucking but that, three years. But your memory years, like, was just like, oh, God, whoa. That guy sucked that guy's dick. <laughs> 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 that's, what I, that's what I immediately went to. And I was like, 
Oh shit! So is this the downfall of barnacles? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any more barnacles in Atlanta. There might be, but like it was probably on our side because I'm telling you, barnacles in 2007, 2006, it was nuts, like absolute nuts. Can you like, imagine the the owner getting that phone call, the pitcher, be like, "Hey, man, it happened again." <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like it was fucking stupid. Like it was crowded every fucking night. Like honestly, yeah. Like I worked there for two years, and for that two years, it was absolutely like busy. Every do you have any, fucking you have any crazy like other moments, like like any crazy fights that happened or anything like that? Anybody ever have disputes over gumbo? She <laughs> no. spicy. Yeah, no, so the other the other most memorable moment, I was in a U, like, so, like, everybody was, like, back in 2007, 2006, 2007, 2008, it was, like, big UFC. That's all it was. It was UFC. Like, yeah. how can we kick somebody else's ass, like, better? Yeah. yeah. It was always that thing. It was just, like, let's just do UFC. Let's fight, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so this wasn't, let's get people out of here. Let's make a scene. Yes, yeah. always, right? Yeah. So, it was like, it wasn't the roadhouse. Patrick Swayze would have had that bitch on a tight schedule. It was not that. There were no, no fights no, no, there no. if Patrick Swayze definitely was there. Not, definitely not, definitely not. Be nice until it's not time to be nice. <laughs> yes, you know dude. Like, God. It was always that shit. No, Did so, you guys not have a cooler? No. <laughs> There's, so Everyone was hotter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they actually this this gym called Knuckle Up. Fantastic. Could, yeah, it's, it used to be called Knuckle Up, and it was big in Kennesaw. And they would always advertise like, "Oh, come fight with us! Come fight with us! Come fight with us!" And actually, a couple of UFC fighters came out on Knuckle Up, but they were always like big in the Knuckle Up, and um, <laughs> they were like, "We're going, we're we're going to Barnacles tonight," and like, all the Knuckle Up crew was there. And uh, I had been drinking my peach tea, you know. Mm, Delicioso. Yeah, definitely. It was like uh, peach. It was peach vodka and like probably some schnapps in there. Triple sec and 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 sour mix. That's all it was. Yeah, you know, it was it was pure fucking fighting. <laughs> it was like it was like how can we get our bouncers yeah, as aggressive as yeah, possible? How can we get our bouncers aggressive as shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no shit like so like we were sitting there and we were just like fuck it. We know they're coming in tonight. Yeah. And even though because we But I can't lie, a drink here or two like kinda cools you. It kinda cools the nerves a little bit. Okay. But fifteen Yeah. You're just too far. But here's the thing it's like Honestly, was this while you're at Applebee's? So you'd work at Applebee's during the day and then go there at night. Correct. Okay. And so, like, it was too. Uh, we would always have these meetings. Like, expect some crazy shit tonight. Th- that was the thing. Was expect some crazy shit. We got a two for one special on gumbo and steamed lobster. <laughs> 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 no, they're coming. <laughs> no, because it was just the bouncers, and then we just we were just sitting there, and it's like. All right, we're expecting some crazy shit. Yeah. Like, because we had the, we had this James. His name was James. I do remember that his name was James, and we, he was like the head bouncer. And he was shout just, out to James. Yeah, and it, it, it was just like the main dude. You know, you know when you have a main dude, oh. 
He was the final boss. Like he was the main dude. Yeah. But everybody else was under him, and we was just like, expect some crazy shit. So I'm just sitting there in the dance floor, and I am fucking hammered. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just chilling, just like watching all these people dance, like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Sweet. Nothing's Were you working at the door? Were you the door guy? No, dude. I, I worked the door guy a couple times. Okay. And all of a sudden, I get hit in the fucking dome. Like, <laughs> hard. From behind? No. Nope, not from behind. Just fucking, just domed. Yeah. Your reflexes at the time, too. Oh, after. dude, yeah. After fucking <laughs> four PhDs, get out of here. I'm done. <laughs> I'm fucking shit-faced. So he domed me, and I fucking, the, when I woke up, the fight was already over. So he actually knocked you out. Oh, 100%. Knocked me out, and I was like, Oh man, cool. <laughs> was like, it just some random guy that knocked you out? No, it was the fucking people from the Knuckle Up Gym. Oh, that was a oh, hard. Okay, punch. I didn't know if I could be group like broke. That was out. a hard no, punch. It was yeah. the Knuckle Up Gym that fucking went to a big brawl and fucking knocked me out. So they're pretty good at what they did. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, when you hit someone that's unexpected, like unexpecting, yeah, they're always like, gonna and fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying unexpected and un- and fucked up. Yeah, come on. But it was a learning experience. I was like, well, I'm never drinking on the job again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it, man. Yeah. I'm only getting any, one, any, Georgia. Anyone that's trying to stop yeah. drinking, anyone that's trying to stop drinking, get your ass kicked as a bouncer for a drink, <laughs> right. and you'll, you'll, you'll cut that out real quick. Yeah, so the other time that you're talking about is... The we chair all, throwing? Yes. Okay. So this, <laughs> I was just chilling, and... This motherfucker, this bouncer, his name was Jason. He was he was in, he was a Navy boxer, and he just fucking these chairs. I swear to God, you you lift that chair up, no problem. That the chair that I we used to have to lift it around was it usually usually sixty pounds. Jesus Christ, what are they making At out of the stones from Stonehenge? I swear to God. It was a swivel, but it was also a bar seat. And they need a concrete base, apparently. Dude, it was ridiculous. It, so 60 he, pounds? Yes. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, a fight breaks out. So I'm in the middle of, like, taking people outside. Okay, it was a girl fight. So the guy that was with the girl, like, started talking shit to one of the bouncers. So the bouncer was like, what the fuck? Why are you talking shit to me, right? So they're all walking out the back door. Well, the bouncer picks up the fucking stool and throws it at the fucking dude. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, hits him in the back, and he just fucking planks out. Like, he just hits him in the back. Like, it's it's terrible. Like, I wish. 60-pound chair could have broke his fucking back. No, 100%. And he fucking. He's definitely still got a bad vertebrae or something. Oh, I have to. 100%. He fucking. Took his back out. He's still getting paid by Barnacle. Oh, 100%. John Smalls is like, all right, I guess I got to pay this fucking check. Every <laughs> right. I pay this check. Well, you know that guy with the bad back? He came in with his um, um his his chair and was just like, they still got the best gumbo in town, though. <laughs> <laughs> sure did miss yeah. that Creole, man. <laughs> wild time, huh? Yes. Whatever set wildest time in my life. Not soon after? Is that when he moved it to Lex? Yeah. I would say within the time that I quit there, I would say within three or four months, 
I was in Lexington. Okay. Yeah. So what I, was the big thing that made you get out? Like, did you want to leave it, or were you just like, "Well, I'm, I'm going to go see"? What What took you to Lexington? Family. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But here's what I wanted to say. Though. So <laughs> that was crazy. But Brady, you also used to do a little bouncing too, didn't you? Yeah, I like to toot my own horn. I used to do some <laughs> bouncing myself. I'm part of the brotherhood. I used to bounce uh, club drakes every Friday night, and uh, I used to be a part of that club drake. I might have kicked you out a few okay, times. Okay, so that wasn't explain very good. them what club drakes was. So on Friday nights after ten o'clock. There was a Drake's, dance. if you're not from Lexington, is a massive staple from Lexington. Yes, is a very nice, uh, family-friendly, high culinary bar food craft bar. Wow, that was good. That was nice. That was. And it's it, it's massive now. But back in the day, it was only I believe still in just maybe Louisville, maybe somewhere. Lexington, Louisville. That was it. Yeah. Now there's 15 across the nation. Mm. The original one is Tate's Creek Road location, which is where we work. Um, every Friday night, 10 o'clock, you clear out some tables, uh, no hats allowed, no sweatpants, no shorts, no chains below your nipples. And they had to be tucked if you did wear a chain above your nipples. Time out. Time out. Whoa. Time. <laughs> Leah, let's hear this, this bouncer talk. I just chains above your nipples. Well, you got to think probably yeah. the heavy chains because what you had told me, people can use that as a weapon or if weapon. you're dancing around. I go to these EDM shows and these dudes are all creative with their... There, there are crystals and shit around their neck, and it's covered in, like, steel wire, like copper wire. And sometimes they'll be raving, bro, and I'll catch one on the cheek and it won't see for three days. You know What's what that, I mean? Look at that cat scratching. <laughs> I'm like, why do you wear that? That's a hazard, man. Like, yeah. But, yeah, so you couldn't wear the chains. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of people came out with a lot of different chains. I've seen some big, humongous, iced-out chains. I've seen some little something looks like a guy I got from a quarter machine at a CC's Pizza, you know? <laughs> some people were some pretty darly shit out there nice uh, yeah good times i hate to be in the doorman because i don't like being mean but i can't if i have to be oh shit doorman. and it was awful like i remember this one night this lady came up she came your id i scanned it it was fake and i was like yeah i'm sorry the scanner saying so i can't let you in she said the fuck it is fake and i was like okay lady <laughs> <laughs> Like I, You're I right, want it's you. My scanner yeah, that's fucked up. I want you to have a good night too. <laughs> All right. This is not how I have a good night. Get the manager out here. Get his ass. Like, hello, Mr. Cinnamon. Can you please come out here? There's an angry lady. You're walking that, in. Is that yeah, that walking in. Was? That was emotion. That was. I felt like a spa. <laughs> I like it. We had the little small ones, but uh, yeah, he came out there. He started talking to her. He's like, I think we're gonna let her in. He's like, man, please don't let her in. Yeah, don't <laughs> like, make me look like an idiot now. Yeah, so dude, I just I built up a thirty-minute line waiting on this. <laughs> like, I've had until five people at capacity. It was just, I sucked. And we were just tiny little, not tiny, but like, you know, you get in the walkers. All right, capacity. You know, I think the max was like, it was like a hundred people, something like that. Yeah. Used, I mean, you know how small it was. Was it? Was there still stuff on the patio? So Drake's is broken up like this. The one There's that this happened. The big humongous couches in the patio. Yeah. So you have the patio, mm -hmm. which is all garage door set up. All the garage doors can lift up, which I'm assuming they probably did that during the summer. Or did they shut those down during the club Drake's? You'd really have different. to. That way people couldn't just walk in. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Because like you had bounce to the inside, bounce to the outside, but you had usually one person at the door. And you'd get bombarded with people just trying to walk right past you. Like, oh, hold up, back line over there. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And it's yeah, like, man. <laughs> so the, much happening. I can't, I can't believe the, the Tate's Creek Road over there. Because, so the Tate's Creek Road that goes through Lexington, is it, it's it's not a bad area at all. No. You know what I mean? It's it's really not. It's not. It, that was, I heard it was like a, kind of getting sketchy over it get, there. It would get rough on Friday nights, man. It would get real rough. And it's just a good mixture of everybody. I mean, it was like a melting pot. And it would just... 
but, would just bring out the rough crowd. Well, you have, so you have the patio, and then what it does is it's like you go into a dungeon. So right in the front, there's a patio bar, fireplace, couches. They probably move those tables for music. Yeah. Then as you go towards the back, it's all brick aesthetic on the walls, mm-hmm. and this connects to the fine, you know, Malone's eatery on yep. the side. And you can get dollar many cheeseburgers to like one thirty in the morning. Yeah, I remember that. I remember serving that. It was the worst. Yeah. Um, get some guy come in. I want 20 cheeseburgers, five pepper jack, five American, five cheddar, and five Swiss with three sides of fries. You're like, go fuck Let me ask you this then. So how long How long did you do that for? I ain't going to front, man. I did it for a few months because just because I was working so many hours in the kitchen that like, and plus so I was doing other shit. you still doing your thing in the kitchen. I was working like 70 hours a week in the kitchen, and then I'd bounce Fridays and Saturday nights. But I'd work doubles in the kitchen Fridays and Saturdays. So I'd go in at 9 a.m. How, old, how old were you? 2021. So you're a young guy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been in a fight or anything, like, pre- previous to that? Classic fighting, like, high school, especially, yeah. like, cousins and siblings. But you're getting grown-ass dangerous men, yeah. you know, here and there. You're getting people like, oh, hey, man, you can't wear that hat in this club. I'm going to stab you. Like, <laughs> you <laughs> like, fucking hat. I'm, like, 21, like, oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Don't stab over this hat. <laughs> Dude, it, okay, fine. Just put it yeah, in your pocket. Yeah, just put it in your back pocket. Thanks. This is a walk in, and immediately put it back on, and the bouncer's like, what the fuck you doing? Dude, I remember I that. I do suck at my job. I remember you told me that you, you said this one guy, if he tucked his chain, right? Like yeah. it was a Mario chain. You said it was dope. It was dope. As that. It was, I was like, I even told him, like, dude, I would let you wear it, but you can't. And he's like, well, if I just tuck it, man, so look, if you tuck it and keep it tucked, I don't give a shit. Thanks. I'd say probably three inches past me. That chain's out. Fucking the lights are f- reflecting off <laughs> like a disco that. ball. I'm like, Mario's dancing, oh, bro. Sweet. Can't wait to get in there. The head bouncer sees you. She's <laughs> 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 really mean. <laughs> when I heard about that, I almost couldn't believe it. Because I didn't. I, I never really knew that that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Because the craziest fight that ever happened there, from what I heard, is when it was took over. And to where yeah, people, people were hopping behind the bar, behind throwing the bar yeah. throwing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like throwing bottles, taking bottles. Bouncers couldn't do nothing during that. I mean, I'm not going to risk people my life. throwing chairs there. Yeah. You think risk my life for 15 bucks an hour? No, <laughs> sir. You got me fucked up. No, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting the fucking car. I'm skidding. Bottle of the head. I'm crying like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Call my mom on the way home. <sighs> Can you bring me some Advil? <laughs> and a washcloth. <laughs> Coming all the way back, back to you, Tim, with everything that's going on. So you come here to Lexington, you do your thing, Applebee's, then Ted's. Can you kind of break down Ted's for everybody that may have not know what Ted's is? Which it's it's actually cool. So Ted's is owned by Ted Turner, the guy who created CNN, used to own the Braves, TBS. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I, I, I think, honestly, the food quality and everything is unreal. I think the time we take and make our food, it's okay. unreal. It's, it's really good. It's stupid. Like, they do way more... Than what our prices demand, honestly. Oh, 100%. And they do quality. Ted's Montana Grill will always be a special place in my heart because part of that drive and part of that salesmanship came from Ted's Montana Grill. You know, they taught me how to be who I am. You know, Applebee's, you know, is always turn and burn. We said yeah, you were at Ted's for 11 years. Yeah. That's a long time. You learned a lot in those 11 years. I mean, yeah. That's badass, man. You met a lot of great people. Friends, very like, I'm talking right. friends that are going to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, it's one of the things to where, and for everyone that's ever worked in the service industry or the food, you're with these people more than your family. And it's not like a cubicle to where you're doing your own thing. It's not like, it's it's really a team thing. And you're with these people on holidays. You're with these people on your birthday. And you see so much 
breakdown. You see so much success, like, and then you see so many people come and go. You know, oh, it, yeah. it really teaches you kind of a lot about like life, and and then the people that you do find in it. I, I always get so excited where say you know you find people that you know move up the ladder, or say people that are stuck in a rut. I met some people there to where you would have never thought that they've went through the stuff they went through just because they're able to wear a mask. Sometimes you wear that mask for your guests so much you forget who you are underneath. Sometimes yeah. you know what I mean. That's why the back house so much, man. I don't, I don't have to like. I can go back there and be myself with me, the amigos, whoever I'm back there. Like, be myself, be genuine. That's the big reason I didn't want to do it front. I just I don't like to put that mask. Not that I don't like talking to people. I can't be respectful to people. Right. I just right. just like to be myself. You know, you sell a bit of yourself to every day, every time, in man. order every for day. a restaurant to be successful. Even yeah. if you're in the back of the house, front of the house, you are also selling yourself. Oh yeah, does every it, day. Does it matter what job you do in a restaurant? No, no, it isn't because you are there. You're part of the body. You know the body as a whole. Leg can't work without the fucking arm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Back guys can't do without front. Front can't do without back. One hundred percent. You know, it's a whole body. The code switching servers can do, like when you go back and like they're like they're like fuck this shit and they go to the tables and we're like, well, how was that cookie, folks? <laughs> And then, and then you go to the kitchen, and it's so funny, the dynamic, the girls at the restaurant going back to the kitchen, because it's like, if you're a guy going back there, and you're like, guys, I said I needed this medium well. They're like, fuck you, Ben Bell. Oh, and yeah. it, girls go back there like, mommy. Oh, yeah. Look, and yeah. like, <laughs> like. Yeah, that comes to me. That comes yeah. to me. Like, and, hey, and man, like, I need, I need a lobster mac, like, ASAP. Like, you know, I, don't, I, I know I rang. I'm like, what the fuck you did? <laughs> bring that shit in. I'll give you, like, go bring that shit in. You'll get it. Girl, because I need a large back on the fly. Take this one right here quickly. <laughs> it's off of my plate. <laughs> That's where it went. Yeah. I'm missing a large back. I know you are. Back up. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> and, this, and the thing yeah. is, you got to get in good with them. Like, you got to get in good with, like, the guys in the food line. That's what I realized. I remember we had some characters over there at Malone's, man. Or not Malone's, but Ted's. We have some at Malone's, too. But, but over there at Ted's, we had just characters. Characters. I'm telling you, bro. Like, <laughs> The sassiness from like them, like like it sometimes stinks when you can't have a conversation with them because you want to get to know the guys. But then like from where I came from at Ted's, where it's just like I get it, <laughs> like right. it's like I know I fucked up, you know. <laughs> just please give me my burger, <laughs> you know, like please. <laughs> and they're roasting you back, and you're like fuck. But I always enjoyed that, and it's it's so small over there. When I came to Malone's from Ted's, when I saw that we had like because Drake's is connected to Malone's, we had like fifty people on. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Man. Like it was like, and then I go over there, I see the same thirteen motherfuckers every day. You know what I mean? I think that's what bonds you so good over there. Yeah, it's a different aspect because, like you said, it's a tight knit community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tighter. Yeah, you know, I I don't I want to take away from Malone and take away from any big chain restaurants. But when you get to smaller chain restaurants, I feel as those that there's more of a family aspect because you know their inner and like outer day things that yeah. they do well, every hell, there's only day. like 15 of us. Yeah, there's only 15. That's the same. Like you see them every day and you know what life expectancy that they have yeah. for the next day. Or, you know, you're going to see them tomorrow you're gonna see them the next day right. and those are the people you always went out with it wasn't like oh yeah oh i'm going out with like the people on the drake side today i'm going 100%. out with the malone's people yeah. it's like no i'm with these people every day when we get off we're together when we're not there we're together yeah when we're in the restaurant we're just 
forced to be together. Well, that's funny. My solo Drake's people were so close. We didn't have them on the connected to us. Yeah. We were just solo, solo Drake's, tiny bit. You've seen it. Tiny mm-hmm. little building, tiny little kitchen. You got like 15 people in the kitchen, 15 people up front, 20 people up front. Everyone bobs together. See, that's, that's, you know, honestly, that's like one thing that you guys have more than we do, you know, because I don't see that. I don't, even with Giuseppe's, you know, I don't see that crowd of different people that you don't yeah. see every day. Well, that's what, because I see the same people every day at Giuseppe's. So what kind of, what kind of blew my mind was, is that when, when I got to Ted's, everyone there was a lot older than me, besides a couple, though they, they'd already been there for like a while now, you'd say, right? Yeah. And I got there and I was just a young kid. I was still, I was turning 21. I was like, I, like all my friends were like at least close to almost 10 years older than me. So we, I go out and hang with them because it, it's just such a different energy. But it's, there's, it's not like there's anything wrong with either one of them. You know what yeah. I mean? But first time I ever went downtown was with Tim when I was turning 21, which that's a whole story. Oh, shit. Hunter. Everyone was so hyped that day, and it made me so excited. I was like, okay, we're, we're doing this. It was finally like, we can do this. Yeah. And we got everybody, and we started there. I ate a big old burger, which I saw later that night. And... Uh, <laughs> Ooh. And, <laughs> but Tim Tim takes us, so for everyone out there, we, we started at Stagger, I think, right? We met everyone at Stagger. Yes, and I actually knew the bartender in yes. Stagger, and I was like, yo, look at us. <laughs> 21st birthday. So Stagger. First birthday, and like she gave us like... Uh, pictures of not just beer. Tim brought over pictures of like country boy, <laughs> just heavy ass shit, and they all were just handing me pictures. I got Hunter fucked up, like for sure. I got Hunter real shit faced. Oh, Hunter, get Hunter real fucked up. It's real fun. Dude, I got I got I got him really. Well, that's when I blacked out because I never black out. I no, definitely don't. blacked out that night. Yeah, like, I got I, I blacked out, and then he was like outside his outside of Dave's truck, just sitting. He there. drove that Explorer, and he sat in the back, and he felt every bump on that road. His suspension felt like I was in a bouncy house. Like I was just sitting there, just bouncing the whole time. I was like, dude, we gotta pull over. Yeah, he went outside. Don't remember anything after that. And threw up. I was like, Hunter, I ain't leaving you in the street. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I ain't leaving you in the street, child. So then I picked it up by his fucking belt loops and fucking put him over my shoulder and I, just walked. I remember I remember being on Tim's back, being like, You're so strong. <laughs> Thank you for this. And then, yeah. and then I woke up at my buddy Kendall's house on like on her, uh, like I, I think I puked a little bit more there and I woke up and I never, and it snowed that morning too. I didn't even know where I went. I didn't even know I was at this house. I woke up there in the chair. I was just sitting in like a lazy boy, like sideways, but I also wake up to a cat on my chest, a black cat looking me in the eyes. And I thought for one second I was in a morgue. I was like, I was like, I've died. Like they fucked some shit up. And so I'm this dead. black cat was just on her chest, chilling, staring at you asleep. I, I, I had never been in this chick's house before. That's like, a demon. I'd dude. worked with her, but I'd never been there. And I was like, where am I? We started at this place called Stagger, and for all those who know Stagger. It's you go down the stairs into like it's like an underground kind of country bar, right? Like a country basement. Yeah, a country basement. Yeah. It's it's down 100%. in there. It's it's very loud, it's very tight. And at this point we're just we're just knocked. And well I'm knocked. And then we go to this place called Trust when it was still open. Huh. And we go there and we're being served by these tall, beautiful, just Kanye West graduation video. 
and we're being served, and I just feel like a fucking champion. Then we leave there, and we go to this place. So now Lexington has all these kind of like rave bars. Back then, there was only the the main one was Sound Bar, but and then there was the Roxy. It was connected to the Harveys. I don't, I've never. That was the only place where we went to dance, and it would just be so full, dude. Yeah. And I remember I got a. I went on the dance floor. Tim brought me a glass bottle, and I was like, I was like, what is this? And you're like a bottle. I was like, you could bring glass on the dance floor. That seems stupid. Say an hour later, when I just hit my wall, I took the bottle and I was like, I told you, and I like broke that shit. And like it was, it was so bad. <laughs> Oh my god! You were that guy. Oh, I hit I hit my wall hard. I remember what he, what he doesn't know that I I broke my bottle too. <laughs> Dude, we were fucking. You gotta say we're there with my buddy Tim's there, Dave's there, who's even taller than Tim, and just a just a big goofball like us. And he's raving. Tim's raving. We're just these big bodies just getting it on this floor. And the girls that were with us are maybe five four. 104 pounds soaking wet. We're just hip tossing and you know getting it and shit. It was just, oh my god, that was that was a night right there. Yeah, it's such a cooler 21st birthday than me. I'm not jealous. No, yours cool. was cool at Applebee's. New York. <laughs> <laughs> yours uh, when cool. you say that loud like that, <laughs> wish I would have got the invite. Hey man, well, is it that or Max and Hermes? <laughs> Uh, uh, so Midtown was a totally different story. So there was a festival down in Midtown, Georgia, Midtown, Atlanta. It was like all these different bands. We would have to take the MARTA. What's the MARTA? Uh, it's a kind of underground train system in Atlanta. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know they had that. Yeah. So like it would take you from North Atlanta to all the way to the South Atlanta. Okay. So, kind of like a train station. So you just jumped the, you just got into this train, and with it, I put in like fifteen beers in my, <laughs> because we were going to a concert. You had cargo shorts, of course. Oh, for sure, <laughs> without a doubt. This is like two thousand four. <laughs> it was the I, rave, dude. Yeah, this is why you had so many pockets yeah, for the beer. Yeah. yeah. So like, I would put all so these beers into my fucking cargo shorts. And I was drinking beer on the way to this concert, so I was just hammered, just <laughs> drinking beer. Just and I know those weren't that cold. No, <laughs> I mean over time, when I was sitting there because those are cold at first, but then when you get into start, you know, traveling down. Plus, there's a lot of movement on your hips with those cargos. Oh, oh my god, a lot of foam. So <laughs> a lot of foam. Right, I had four beers in each cargo. <laughs> And you know what I had? Coors Light. Mm. Ooh, yeah, good the choice. Mountain. The mountain. That was some, uh, that, yeah. the, the, those mountain peaks probably look like our glaciers today. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. <laughs> those bitches were warm. So I'm fucking just drinking it. And like, we get to the fucking place where they take the ticket and they're like, okay, you gotta empty all these beers out. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> empty all those you beers. You smashed them all? Oh, dude. 100% smashed them all in my dome. And I'm fucking just taking them to the dome. It's like, all right, done, done, done. So I get in the concert and I'm fucking lit. Well, my friend. Dan, I know it's hot out there, bro. 100%. It's Atlanta. It's the middle of summer. Oh, you're about to be on the fucking daily, nightly news, dude. You can cook an egg on that pavement. Yeah. Dude, so the best thing about it is my friend Ben. Had this camel pack. We're like, all right, fill your camel pack up with rum. 
Oh, I did that at Bonnaroo one year. Yeah, and he's like, fill your camel pack up with rum, and then we can just fucking drink off of you. Get a cold Coke. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Great a, planning. Yeah, get a cold Coke, and then we'll just fucking we'll sip out of that, right? So I'm like fucking ten beers deep. And I'm pretty sure we're watching Foo Fighters. Mm, that's yeah. a kick-ass show to see. Oh, dude, it was nuts. People were fucking... Somebody climbed the fucking light pole in Atlanta. Light pole. I don't doubt it. Light pole. I don't doubt it. Fucking 30 feet in the air. And they're just fucking just hammered. Somebody was like, hey, listen, let's just drink all this fucking rum. One of my friends. One of our friends. Yeah. They're just like, let's just drink all this rum. Let's get it fucking done. And I was like, fuck it. I'm the man to do it. And I was like, here's a Coke. Bloop. And it was the like. One, the one Coke? Yeah, the one Coke. Probably wasn't in that cold. I know that rum was hot as shit. Fuck oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just sitting on Coors Light. Like, I was draining it dry. I was sucking it dry. Drink a little bit of Coke. And fucking react. For whoever else has ever done this in before. In the middle of the fucking concert. Please tell us your story. <laughs> In the middle of the fucking concert, I threw up everywhere, and and like the so all these people were crowd surfing, random fucking strangers. I have no idea who they were. Don't tell me. They were like, "Oh, we just land you into the fucking puke." Like they were crowd surfing. Oh, here's you. Oh, oh. (laughs) So wait, people were fucking pulling people into my puke. My My friends. So they were laying in my puke or whatever, and they were getting up. They were like, oh, my God, it's laying in puke. And they were like, ooh, and like taking, like, fucking pictures with a razor. And, like, they would get up, and they were like, oh, fuck, I just laying in puke. And they are like, yeah, you did. Click, click, click. Meanwhile, while all this was happening, I was on the fucking fence post on the side of the concert trying to regain consciousness. <laughs> Like, my friend Phil was like, here's some more water. Like, <laughs> like they gave Been me, there, like, bro. like, eight, ten bottles of water. And I was just trying to, like, and the paramedics came over and was like, hey, your friend's thrown up in, like, three times in the last 30 minutes. Is he okay? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> just a little bomb. I've never seen puke come out of someone's body when, like, your body's, like, just trying to get that shit out of you. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it's literally was, trying to uh, save your life. I'm telling you, my friends. So what, what they, ended up happening? They, they, were count, they were count that time as, like, somewhat total poultry drive. Oh, so you were legit. It was everywhere. Oh, dude. Because it was it probably nuts. it was only liquid in your body, so it's just, just shooting out. Yeah, dude. It was nuts. It was but like, didn't you I say? I was rejecting the alcohol. Well, you broke the rule, uh, beer before liquor, you'll never be sicker. I remember that shit used to give me energy. But here's the thing. Because you drink much more light than rum. But, but here's the thing, though. I didn't give a fuck then. That's a key component to that equation. That's what being 21, 22 is, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was like fucking 20. Was, and during that time, too, you can wake up the next day and be like, I'll get brunch with my family. Right. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. It was, it was like almost like Bonnaroo. Mm-hmm. It was in Atlanta. It was a three-day concert, and you're just fucking hammered the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like I remember pulling up to the hotel, and we were just sitting outside drinking alcohol. And a cop pulls up, and we're just sitting there. Just I'm I'm not of age. I'm mm-hmm. maybe twenty mm-hmm. at most. 
And the cop just rolls past us. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's fucking go. Betty won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guess Betty what? Won't. Fuck 12, 11, 13. Dude, we had so much alcohol. I don't know how we got the alcohol. Still to this day, I have no idea how we got the alcohol. But we had so much fucking alcohol. That was a fucking rock star. You want to know something funny? So I, I wasn't a big drinker when I first went to Bonnaroo. When I went there with my buddy Jared, we said, "We said, how many beers do you want to get?" And me and him were like talking about we like we had a like, like nowadays, just like just get a couple thirty racks, you know, make it easy on us. We went, you know what? Um, we both like Corona, you know. The only rule there was don't bring glass, you know what I mean? So we managed to bring glass, and then also we said, you know, what? let's do the light Corona. So we'll do Corona light, keep it light, you know, keep it on our toes. And we said. Jared, I feel like I'm only have like one or two a day. Like you think an 18 rack's good? We brought an 18 rack for a seven day festival <laughs> to Bonnaroo, and I remember like I was having to pull these beers out of where we hid them, scoldering. <laughs> They're just so hot, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there just being like, "Can I have some of your bourbon?" And they're like, "It's all KG, you know what I mean, oh, Kentucky course, gentleman." $10 a handle, you know what I mean? Like, so we're just ending friendships along the way. <laughs> it's just, but. Some demons coming out so tonight, boys. The best part about this whole story is that the next year, we're like, fuck, let's go big. Let's go big. So my friends get a, a van. No, actually, it's a fucking bus. They get a bus. It's for, actually from the Georgia uh, fraternity. And we turn it into a party bus. Mm-hmm. Like, we put a, like, a sound system in it. It's absolutely full-on crazy as shit. Right. So we take the bus down there, and it's a half a bus. Like, it's like, so, like, we put, like, and we paint it red and black. Oh, my God. It's already actually painted red and black. What, the Bulldogs? Yes. Yeah. It's actually a Georgia fraternity half bus that we buy. Sounds dangerous. It is dangerous. <laughs> looking back Thanks at for looking, acknowledging look us. Looking back at life, like, it's dangerous. Like, I would never be like, oh, yeah, let's get that. Like, right. like it is crazy. So we get a red and black bus, and we go to Midtown, and we do keg stands down fucking I-75. Oh, down my there. God. We, get, we have a keg in there, and we're doing keg stands doing the entire time. It is absolutely insane. 2006, we took a fucking, that that bus and went downtown and partied like a rock star. <sighs> yeah. Crazy times when you think back on it, huh? Yeah, it's nuts. Like, like, the thing is, is like, would we have gotten pulled over in 2022? Yeah. For doing the shit that we did? It's, it's definitely a different time now. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? 100%. Definitely. There's so many, and I think it's almost like kind of ironic because I feel like there's some stuff you can get away with now, but it depends on how you do that stuff specifically, which I guess you can say the same about the past, but there's the stuff you get away back then is because not everybody could see what you were doing all the fucking time. You know what I mean? (laughs) Your memories that you had was just those with you, maybe the Polaroid uh, camera or the razor you had. But Tim, as we kind of start wrapping some of this stuff up, man, just want you to know I absolutely adore you. Uh, I love you, man. I hope we can start kicking it more. I hope you had a good time on the podcast. For sure. Um, and we'll definitely do this again soon. You know, yeah. we'll get you back on here. I definitely, definitely. feel like you enjoyed it. Hopefully, you know, yeah. you got your nice little yeah, chair it's there. Great to meet you, man. You're wearing all your uh, your Bra- or your uh, Georgia gear. Yeah, dude. Because yeah. the Braves won and the fucking Bulldogs won. Fuck yeah! Let's get it. Go Georgia. <laughs> 
you know, from the first day I met you, I've, I've always felt a great connection to you. You bring a lot of life to everywhere you go. So I appreciate you coming out, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you kicking it with us. Just taking time out of your day. And we'll see you guys next time. Hope you enjoyed the story. If there's any favorite part you'd like, feel free to uh, post something on there. Feel free to let us know on the Twitter or Instagram. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Come on through and uh, stay stuck in the static. Oh, yeah. Have a great night. You're beautiful. 